0: Hello and welcome to the East Baltimore Graffiti Church's podcast. We are so excited to have you join us today. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at ebgraffitichurch at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on our website at ebgraffitichurch.org. Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm glad everyone is here today um, on this fantastic Easter Sunday. Um I apologize for the clothes that I am wearing, but as the Lord says, come as you are. You know, I'm much more comfortable in a t-shirt and jeans, um, but I'm thankful that, that Charlie asked me to do this today. I'm thankful to be here today. Um, I'm thankful everyone got here safely today, and I pray that everyone goes home safely. Um, before we get started, I would like to open us up in prayer, and then we can just get straight into it. <laughs> Lord Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for allowing everyone to be here today, and I pray everyone goes home safely, Lord. Um, I thank you for this Easter Sunday, Lord Heavenly Father. Um, I thank you for what you have done for us through everything that you have done for us, especially through your son, Jesus Christ, Lord Heavenly Father. For we are celebrating the day of his death, burial, and resurrection, Lord Heavenly Father. The greatest miracle of all when he became a conqueror of death, Lord Heavenly Father. Um, I pray that you continue to encourage everybody. I pray that you continue to watch over everybody. And I pray that you watch over the Ukrainians, Lord Heavenly Father. I pray that 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 you continue to protect them and give them the strength to fight, Lord, Heavenly Father. And I pray that you continue to deliver people through your word, Lord, Heavenly Father. So in Christ Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So, the scripture for today is Matthew 28 verses 5 through 10. Here on today we're talking about Easter Sunday and, as I said in the prayer, is a celebration of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, why that is important? It is basically for Christians, at least. It is what we put our faith in. It is Jesus Christ we put our faith in. He is the Lord and Savior of the world. He is the Son of God. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. <clears throat> the Gospel of Jesus Christ is the vital thing of our faith. It is the center point of who we are as people, which is what God wanted us to be. So, as the verse says, the angel said to the women, "Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus." They came to him and clasped his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. So today is Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is here, and we are here to celebrate the greatest miracle ever seen, recorded, told, and experienced the resurrection of Christ from the dead. The holiday is not just centered around the specific miracle, it is a celebration of glory of the mercy of God shown in the most loving way that is beyond our own comprehension. We celebrate it in turn in honor of the gospel, the life of Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection. It is through the gospel of Jesus Christ that we put our faith in for the fact that he sacrificed himself for us to pay the greatest reward to get, so we can gain the greatest reward and gift of all, eternal life beyond death, salvation for our souls as we are naturally born sinners. That's a lot. (laughs) The second person of the Trinity is God, the son. So last week, Pastor Charlie discussed God, the father. So this today, we're going to talk about God, the son, the second person of the Trinity and the third will be the Holy Spirit, which my dear brother Anthony will preach on next Sunday. But right now we are focused on God the Son, who is Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh. As John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the living Word. He is God in the flesh. He came down as a man in the form of a baby of the virgin birth of Mary. <clears throat> it is Jesus who is the central point for the Bible. It is Jesus in which everything in the Old Testament led up. To Jesus Christ. There are many prophecies that talk about Jesus before he even gets here, at least at this point in the Bible. The four gospels display who Jesus is and what he has done for the world and for people performing miracles, loving the sick, the lame, the blind, and everybody else. <clears throat> he ate with sinners. He encouraged people to have faith in him, taught people how to love and how to show mercy and grace even towards our worst enemies jesus christ is a very important person in our lives he wants us to follow him so that we may know who he is and who his father is easter is only possible because we forget that jesus chose to die i think a lot of people understand what easter is and what easter is all about but today instead of just talking about the same cliche but it's a grand cliche nonetheless of the death, burial, resurrection, I'm going to preach about, or what the Spirit has led me to preach about, is Jesus chose to do these things. Don't forget that Jesus chose to die. Jesus chose to be buried. Jesus chose to be resurrected. In essence, the gospel has been created and walked this earth because God chose to give us an opportunity for salvation. It is through his choices of expressing great love, mercy, and forgiveness that we have a chance at all. It is through the choices of Jesus, the choices of being able to withstand and bear the sins of the world for our sake that we need to recognize with our whole hearts. And so the title of this sermon is The Big Three of Easter, part two, you know. Choices of God the Son. Jesus, the first choice that Jesus made was Jesus chose to die. He chose to willingly accept death Reason being is he came to fulfill a purpose, not to condemn the world, but to save it, as John 3, 17 states. As a son of God, he serves, he serves and glorifies the father since he was one with the father, as John 17, 1 through 5. Again, we must address that Jesus is God in the flesh. He is one with God. He is also the son of God and also the son of man. Jesus knew he was going to die and yet still chose to endure it because, for one, he had to realize that he's being obedient to the Father. I think we tend to forget as Christians that God asks us to be obedient to him. He asks us to follow him with all full obedience, with no questions. But the typical of human beings and the typical things that we tend to do is that we are always going to ask questions as to why we should be obedient to the things that he asks us to do. But in my honest, in my honest personal belief and opinion, we have no reason to question God. God has created everyone all the same. He treats everyone all the same. He is righteously judging people and yet chooses not to in- in- enact the punishment that we well deserve. So Jesus chooses to be crucified and beaten and beyond recognition because for our sake, he had to, because for our sake, we needed him to. But why did he choose death? Because the shedding of his innocent blood was enough to repay our sin debt for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We deserve to die because of sin. We deserve death since the fall of man sin has always been a part of who we are and it's an unfortunate case that because of that god even said if you do not obey me if you sin you will surely die so we need jesus because for our sake We needed innocent blood to be spilled as a sacrifice for our sake. And Jesus is the only one who can do that, who was a perfect man, who was a sinless man. No one else could have fulfilled that role and willingly choose to do that. Without his death, no sacrifice would be great enough. None of us deserve mercy from God. None of us deserve grace. None of us deserve his love. And yet he chooses to give it. Nothing we could ever accomplish in this world, whether they be good deeds Good things, anything is not enough to repay that sin debt. Nothing that we do can ever hope to even come close to achieving God's favor. So we needed Jesus. With him being crucified and buried in the grave, it showed that indeed he was a whole man. His death proved to the world. That he was also an entire man, not just God, but he was man as well. His severe punishment of being tortured and beaten beyond recognition represents how much of a man he was. He was whole man, he was whole God. And as him being his whole man, he endured the same amount of pain that we have endured through, except the sins of the world. Jesus chooses to be merciful. I think we tend to forget that Jesus could have gotten himself off that cross. At some point in time during that journey, Jesus could have easily said, you know what, I'm done. One snap of my fingers, y'all done, y'all dead. At some point in time, he even tells Pilate that I have servants that are beyond this world that would fight on my behalf But I stopped them from doing so. Despite the pain that he was facing, he still showed great restraint and patience. Why? Because he was looking at the ultimate goal. For one, it was for our sake. And for two, he was still being obedient to God. But for our sake, he decided that at the end of the day, we need him and not the other way around. There's plenty of times where Jesus could have made a defense for himself. There's plenty of times where Jesus said, you know what? I don't care for these people anymore. They deserve what's coming to them. And then and the pain and the, and the hardship and bearing the sins of the world is a pain that none of us would be able to even comprehend. We can't even put it into words. And yet he still chose to do it. The famous movie The Passion of the Christ displays this in the most gruesome way possible. And one of the best scenes of that film, in my personal opinion, is when Jesus is getting beat in the courtyard so badly that he barely has the strength to stand, and yet, some way, somehow, he still gets back up. And as one that is not much of a crier personally. I'm going to shed a couple tears on that seed. Because to me, it showed that this is what Jesus was willing to go through for my sake. That he still willingly said, said to himself that I have to do this. But why was he merciful? Because if he acted out of anger, he would have gone against the very purpose that he was set out to do. He would have gone against the very purpose that God the Father had taxed him with. If he was not merciful, and if God is not merciful, then we have no chance. He is a righteous judge. He has every reason to destroy us. He has every reason to say, I do not care for this people. He has another reason to send another flood, but he chooses not to. He chooses to be merciful because he loves us greatly. He chooses to be merciful because he wants us to express that same amount of mercy to everybody else. He wants us to look at him as an example to be merciful. There are plenty of people in this world who have done us wrong. There are plenty of people in this world that we feel as though deserve to be punished. But as the Bible explicitly says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. God wants us to be merciful towards everybody else while he fights our battles for us. There was a person at my job that recently I found out snitched on me. And as the saying goes, snitches get snitches. However, God does not want us to do that. He does not want us to do this. Or as the other saying saying goes, snitches end up in bitches," you know? (laughs) But regardless, what does God want us to do? He wants us to forgive our enemies. 70 times 7. Turn to them the other cheek also when they slap you in it. But as human beings, we say to ourselves... I only got two cheeks. You slap me a third time, I might slap you back.) <laughs> Don't write that.) <laughs> but Jesus but Jesus wants us to be merciful at the end of the day, because God can slap us more than once, and we deserve those slaps. What do we gain from vengeance? What do we gain from being angry all the time? It's so exhausting and it never leads to a good outcome. And as we go over the verse again of Matthew 28, 5 through 10, I want to address the one specific verse of verse nine. Suddenly Jesus met them in greetings, he said. I don't know why I was touched by that one word, greetings, because it's so simple. And yet, coming from Jesus, it's so powerful. And understand the context of this situation is that Jesus literally just rose back up from the grave. Just a couple days ago, there was a whole spectacle of this man getting beat up, crucified, insulted chanting kill him crucify him insulting him beating him so badly that he's beyond recognition they place a sign on him saying he's the king of the jews and a means of trying to knock down who he is they did all these things towards jesus and he died And on the third day, he rose back up. And when they're trying to find his body, when they're trying to show him honor, his body is gone. And yet here he comes saying greetings. It's funny how we make a spectacle of things, but God calmly says greetings within the spectacle. The Bible says, peace be still. And I think that this word, greetings, has so much significance to those words, peace be still. He peacefully comes and says, greetings. He said, they came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. I think a few people in this world, or maybe a bunch of people in this world, are so Afraid of the idea of believing in God, that they would rather go down the path that leads them to self-destruction. God constantly always says, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am there for you. But don't get it twisted. God also says, fear me. do not be afraid means he wants you to come to him lovingly he wants you to accept him for who he is but never forget that there are some times when god can be like i can put you down right now but i choose not to i'm merciful go and tell my brothers to go to galilee there they will see me in this grand scheme of things christ just rose back up from the dead and he calmly just says just go deliver the message that I am here. Jesus, and the third choice that Jesus made was he chooses to be resurrected. During this, this led him to conquer death in the grave. Something that was never seen before. He conquered death on his own. It wasn't by any means of magic any means of witchcraft or any other thing in this world but Jesus himself rose himself back up and the reason why he did this is to show that the victory of killing the son of God was not going to happen Satan thought it was going to happen but it just goes to show that God is the writer of the script that God is the author of the novels that God is in control and Satan thought he was going to win this battle. God said no. And I think Satan tends to forget that God is his creator. And I think sometimes people tend to forget as well that God created Satan. So Satan has no power. He never will. And one of the biggest flaws of Satan, which ironically is one of the biggest flaws of mankind, is that both equally Are very, very prideful. That both equally think that they have more power or more means over God. I think people tend to forget that when Satan rebelled against God, who won that battle? He was a fallen angel. Satan and sin's victory over us did not come into fruition. So Jesus conquering death not only defeated Satan but it defeated sin because our punishment for sin was death but Jesus proved both Satan and sin wrong I am the greater of the two I am much better than you are I am the greatest thing in this world you have no power over me and you will not have over power over my children for I will deliver them and through the resurrection the same debt is paid. He has paid the price with his life, his shed blood. And the reason for this is that if he would have stayed dead, that means God would have failed. And as we all know, God never fails. <clears throat> he was resurrected and he chose to be resurrected because... He had a duty to uphold. Again, we go back to obedience. And there's a sub-point in this sermon here. It would be the choice of obedience because Jesus is choosing every step of the way to be obedient to the Father. He has a duty to uphold. He knew he had to make it to the end, not just for our sake, but to glorify and honor the Father, which is what Charlie had addressed last week. His resurrection gives people a hope and a reason to believe in him. His resurrection fulfills the prophecies that were laid out since the days of the Old Testament. And his resurrection is to show that God himself is a master of all things, including life and death. And Paul even said, for I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is Romans 8, 38 through 39. It is to show that Jesus, that God, is in control of all of these things. But Why? Why did God, why did Jesus choose to do these things? Because it all comes down to choice. He chose death, he chose mercy, and he chose the resurrection. Why? Because he loves us. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, he chose to do these things because Jesus is love. And it's a matter of whether God chooses to hate us or love us. No, no, we have to remember that God loves us because he is love. God is merciful. God is a master of death. And we love because he loves us first. That's First John four nineteen. <clears throat> and it is through love that all the previous other choices are even possible. Because he looked at me, he looked at you, he looked at y'all, he looked at the world and said, I choose to love them, I'm going to love them because I do love them and I have created them so they can understand how much I love them. It is an agape love, a love that is completely unconditional that brings all of these choices together. It is an unconditional love. It is a love that no matter how many times we try to explain it, we can never find the right words. Even the angels look curiously into the grace and the mercy of God that he has displayed throughout time itself. Because time and time and time and time again, how human beings continue to destroy, to kill, to lie, to cheat. God still says, I love you. God still says, come here. Let me give you a big old hug. It is something special about that kind of love because with human beings, sometimes love is conditional. We love somebody based on the conditions that they can bring. But we have to remind ourselves, especially as believers, That the love that God wants us to display is that no matter what happens, no matter what anybody does to us, no matter what they continue to do, we still have to say to them, I love them. Flaws and all, sin and all. Without his love, salvation is not even possible. Without his love, there is no hope. Without his love, we have nothing to live for. And so it is through Why Easter came into being Is because of his love Easter exists Because God chose to make it so And because he chose to make it so It is through because of his love That everything has come into fruition And the reason why he chose to love us Is because to get rid of sin and love Is indispensable Love is absolutely necessary Because if he chose to act righteously against us, then we have no chance. And it's through his choice of love that not only made the other choices possible and be made appropriately, appropriately, but it left also one more choice that we have to take into consideration. Because of God's love, who chooses to be merciful and chooses to, to allow us to live despite our sins and chooses to give us a chance it all comes down to one more choice. The choice to believe. <clears throat> Everything is possible for him who believes. Mark nine twenty-three. God has left the door open to choose to believe in him. Which is why I titled this sermon, Choices of the Son. Because at the end of the day, all the choices of the Son all leads to the one thing that for us, It leaves us to choose him. Jesus chose to be obedient. He chose to endure what he did so that we have a chance. And in that chance, we have a choose whether to pick him or walk away from him. The whole point of Easter is not just to celebrate the simple death, burial, and resurrection. It is for us to recognize who Jesus is and what he is capable of. And Jesus is capable of changing even the coldest of hearts in this world. Apostle Paul murdered Christians. He considered himself the worst of sinners and yet Jesus Christ changed him for the better and he became a pioneer for the first and early churches. God gives us the opportunity to say, I'm going to accept you. I'm going to accept you into my life because you chose to love me first. And as far as believing is concerned, in order to believe, you have to be willing to sacrifice because love demands sacrifice. Love cannot exist without sacrifice. And so if there's anyone in here today, if there's anyone out there today, that does not believe in who Christ is, but wants to believe in who Christ is, come accept him today. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Acknowledge the fact that you are a sinner, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all need a Savior. We all need a Savior. So with that being said, I'm going to close this out in prayer. And so Morgan can lead us out with worship.